Okay, good evening, everyone. This is Catherine Weeks, staff liaison. It's um, 6.30, so I think we're going to go ahead and get the meeting started here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take roll to make sure that we've established that we have quorum for the evening, and then I have a small point of order before we get into uh, the rest of the meeting. So I'll go ahead and take uh, roll for this evening. Hill. Herod. Here. Rankin. Here. Chalinski. Here. And we have a new member with us tonight. Crystal Swearingen is here. So, Crystal. Here. Here. Welcome aboard to the board. <laughs> All right, so a small point of order, and before we get into the part B of our agenda, which is communications, we're going to be electing officers this evening as well for the end of 2022, 2023 um, uh, year. Instead of having to have two elections, one for a pro tem um, to run this evening's meeting, I would maybe take a recommendation from the board to switch the agenda item for C to come before item B on your agenda. And if somebody wants to make that motion in a second, we could have a vote on that and then have our elections prior uh, to getting the meeting going. Catherine, I would make such motion to move agenda item C, election of officers for 22-23 to position B on our agenda. Excellent. Is there a second? Board member Shalinski, I'll second. Okay. And then I'll take a quick roll. Take a quick roll. So, um, Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinski? Aye. And Swearingen? Aye. Okay, we have the motion passes. So um, as part of our elections for the upcoming year, um, you'll need to make nominations and elections for the chair, vice chair, and also your secretary position, which is the staff liaison. Um, and the planning department would put forward your current staff liaison, but obviously you are <laughs> open to make other suggestions. Um, so we can open it up for nominations when you're ready. Catherine, would we be able to nominate a slate or do we have to take each uh, nomination individually? Um, I think you could nominate a slate if you uh, wish to do it that way and we could vote for the slate. Okay. Okay, board members, what do you want to do? Who wants to, who wants to be the trail boss for the next year? Uh, I'm not chomping at the bit, but I'm... Barry, do you want to be chair? Do you want to do it? Sure, I would do it. Okay, then we'll need a vice chair. I think next in seniority would be board member Rankin. Sure, I'll, I'll be vice chair. Everybody's okay. okay with that. So we have a chair, a vice chair nominee, and then... I think Catherine, I think that, I think if we called planning, I think that they would quickly refer us to Catherine's extension. So why don't we go ahead and 
I'm going to go ahead and nominate her for uh, secretary. Is that right, Catherine? Yeah, secretary staff liaison. Yeah. Okay. So if that be the case, I would nominate board member Shalinsky as chair, board member Rankin as vice chair, and staff liaison Weeks as the secretary. Is there a second? I'll second that motion. Okay, so I have a motion on the floor. I'm going to take roll. Uh, Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. And Swearingen? Aye. Okay, so we do have the motion passes. Um, so our new chair, Barry, if you would like to take over and guide us through the rest of the meeting, that would be great. I think you're muted. Yeah. Yes, how's that for a uh, very auspicious <laughs> beginning? Um, Perfect. So I need to uh, pull up my agenda here. I believe the next uh, item is uh, whether or not there are any, uh, or no, I guess uh, the next item is item, no, not item B. We don't need to do that now. Yes, we, we can do item B. Okay. We, we rearranged, yeah. Okay, let's do item B. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so A of item B would be to acknowledge if there are any communications to come before the board. Um, staff does not have any additional communications. All the communications for the items were actually made it into the packet, so you should have got them with your packet. Did you get that one? Yeah. Okay, and um, okay. the... Uh, packet does indicate that one item is being deferred, correct? Yes, just before that, um, if there's a disclosure of any ex parte communications or any abstentions that need to be made um, from the board members, those would be made now. So the chair would ask if there are any um, ex parte communications or abstentions. Okay, are there any? Uh, apparently not. Okay, so that moves us to item C, um, which staff will let you know that one item on your legal agenda was deferred. Um, so we, we just have the two items on the current agenda tonight. Okay, so item D, public hearing regarding a request for variance B-22-0036 uh, and this is regarding uh, a uh, request for reducing setback at uh, 4319 Wimbledon Drive submitted by uh, Vanessa Weathers on behalf of Meek Incorporated, the property owner, 
of 4319 Wimbledon Drive. Uh, so let's hear from staff. Quickly, uh, just before we get started, one one item of change. We have Drew Bealby with us tonight. He's going to be presenting um, this particular item before you. So I just want to introduce him before we get started. Drew, go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Drew Bilby uh, with Planning and Development Services. Um, as Chair Shalinsky noted, uh, public hearing item number one is a variance from the required side and rear setback for a structure in the RM12D multi-dwelling residential district as found in Article 6 of the Land Development Code. As, note, as noted earlier, all communications have been added to your packet. Um, the specific request is to reduce the required rear setback from 20 feet to 10 feet and the exterior side setback from 25 feet to 19 feet for the property located at 4319 Wimbledon Drive. I'll now briefly run through the five review criteria. Criteria one focuses on unique conditions based in platting or zoning. This variance, originates, this variance originates from the applicant's desire to renovate an existing deck to the rear of the property. No other physical improvements have been discussed with the applicant at this time. Staff believes the subject property has unique conditions based on its planning and zoning. Structure. Do you want to mute? What you're doing. You got it. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Um, uh, let's see where we were. Staff believes the subject property has unique conditions based on its platting and zoning. The structure has remained unchanged since its construction in 1984. The existing restrictions caused by the site's platting and zoning restrict the ability to renovate the structure due to the legal nonconformance of the deck structure being within the side and rear setbacks. The subject parcel was platted and recorded as lot four of the Racket Club number three subdivision in, on March 9th, 1988, but before was part of one whole lot where the six original duplexes were constructed. This is important because the building setbacks for the original duplexes were applied to the perimeter of the whole lot, not the individual duplexes. This lot satisfied the density and dimensional standards required for a lot in the RMD zoning district under the previous 1966 zoning code. The lot now does not satisfy the current requirements for the RM12D zoning district since the Racket Club number three subdivision platted each of the duplexes as their own independent lots. To conclude this section, staff believes the subject property exhibits conditions of uniqueness based both in platting and zoning that may warrant this variance from the city's dimensional standards. Criteria two uh, is potential adverse effects upon the rights of adjacent property owners or residents. Staff believes reducing the required rear setback for a lot in the RM12D district will not adversely affect the rights of adjacent property owners. The subject property is surrounded by other residential uses to the south, east, and north. Criteria three um, is about unnecessary hardship. Staff does believe that requiring the applicant to comply with the code required 25 foot exterior side and 20 foot rear setbacks will interfere with the applicant's basic right of property ownership and could deprive the owner of his property without compensation. The subject property has not changed its building footprint since it was constructed in 1984. The removal of all or most of the deck to become code compliant does constitute an unnecessary hardship. 
A variance request to the setbacks will be necessary to file a building permit when updating the deck and thus does constitute an unnecessary hardship. Criteria four deals on adverse effects on public health, safety, morals, order, convenience, prosperity, or general welfare. In staff's opinion, granting this variance to reduce the required setbacks will not adversely affect the public health, safety, morals, order, convenience, prosperity, or general welfare. The request would be contained within the parcel owned by the applicant and no size changes will be made to the existing deck, just an update to building code compliance. Criteria five is the general spirit and intent of the code. In staff's opinion, the updating of the property's deck to building code compliance will not impact the intent of this section. The goal of creating predictable building envelopes does not change with this variance request. The applicant has stated that the updated deck will not be any larger, so structure encroachment will not incur, occur with this variance. To conclude, staff recommends approval to of the variance request to reduce this required rear setback from 20 feet to 10 feet and to reduce the required exterior side setback from 25 feet to 19 feet for the property addressed as 4319 Wimbledon Drive. That is the end of my notes. I know the applicant, both applicants are present and I am available for any questions the board may have. Okay, do uh, any board members have any questions for the staff at this time? Okay, then let's hear from the applicants. Uh, that would be me. I'm Dan Wilkinson. Can you all hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're just really trying to update the deck as it stands. It's been on the house since it was built in 1984, not anywhere near to current standards. And, and we're trying to do an update of the exact same size deck that's there. So our goal is to bring it to current standards and bring it within current building codes and make it safe to use as it's as it stands today, it wasn't even bolted to the house. It was just sitting on the stucco on the back of the house. So it uh, survived that way for 30 years, but certainly not optimal building standards. So that's, uh, and if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer those, but that's, that's what we're trying to do is just update it and make it safe. Any questions for the applicant? Okay, I have one. Um, without um, getting too far ahead of ourselves, um, we received a number of letters in the packet from individuals expressing concern about this application that um, the desire of the applicant is to actually add to the structure, not just to um, replace the deck. Um, so I'm wondering if you could address that concern. You're asking me that? Yeah. Uh, we haven't added, we're not adding anything to it. That's, there's no, 
I mean, it's eight feet by 32 feet, and that's what our submitted building plan was to rebuild it at the same size. I don't, I'm not sure what they mean by adding something to structure, but there's nothing else that we're, we're doing size-wise that's changing. I mean, we what we submitted to the code team was the exact same size as what's there. We're literally just tearing down and rebuilding the exact same thing. We have to put cement pylons in the ground and meet current standards, but there's, there's nothing else being done size-wise that's changing anything. The steps will be in the same spot. The deck will be exactly the same size. I mean, that's that's our plan, that, and that's exactly what we've submitted for approval, and that's that's what it'll be. I mean, we're not going any further back. We're not going any further out to the side. We're literally rebuilding exactly what's there. There's no additional structure being added to anything that I'm aware of. Any other questions? Okay. Um, anyone else uh, speaking on behalf of the applicant? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, at this time, I would like to ask if there's anybody from the public who would like to speak. Uh, Catherine Week, staff liaison. There are members in the uh, commission room. Um, we can see if they wish to speak. I know a lot of them have submitted letters. Um, is there anyone that wants to get up and speak to the board members at this time? Did you all submit letters for the packet? Would you like that known? Okay. Yes, correct. Yes, and there's three individual groups here or four? Four. So there's four individual groups here, but all of them have stated that they sent communications in that are in the packet and just want to ensure that you all have read the communications that were received. They don't have any additional comments at this time. Okay. And I'd like to make a comment if I could. Yes. I'm Mike Reiling. I sent in a comment. I live at 4304 Wimbledon Drive down the street from where this is. And I think I've talked to most of the neighbors. Nobody cares about the deck. Um, fine building the deck. But the problem is our understanding is that if this is granted, then in five years, somebody decides they want to tear out the deck and build an addition. There's nothing that prevents that at this point since the setbacks have been changed. We originally talked about it being conditional upon applying to a deck only, and that was fine. But once we learned that, you know, hey, this could be done, and then in, in two years or three years, uh, a new dwelling could be built, that's a problem. And we don't want uh, a four-bedroom duplex there. That would be a big issue. There isn't a lot of parking in front of this house and the parking along the, the uh, side is there's no parking. So that would really spill into the neighborhood. Um, nobody's opposed to the deck. Nobody cares about the deck really. That's fine. But apparently there's no way to ensure that granting this variance won't allow the owner, current owner, or a future owner 
to build within the footprint. So that's the opposition. Thank you. Uh, does anyone have any questions for Mr. Ryling? All right, we appreciate your comments. Anyone else from the public wish to speak? There's no one else that wishes to speak at this time in the city commission room. Would it be possible to uh, hear Mr. Reiling's point addressed by experts on the, on the board? Um, they may discuss it in a moment, yes. So uh, someone in the audience is asking um, if there will be discussion about the concerns that have been addressed. Um. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll wait a minute. If there are no other uh, comments, uh, I think it would be in order for us to close the public hearing. Do we have a motion to do that? I'll move to close the public hearing portion of this meeting. Do we have a second? I'll second that. Okay. Okay, Steph. Steph Motion Steph, second. <laughs> Steph is on Catherine Week. Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Swearingen? Aye. Okay, so the motion carries. Okay, so uh, we bring it back now to um, the board for discussion. And um, I will uh, ask the staff, um, does the board have the authority to limit the variance for certain purposes or once it is granted, does it mean that any type of building can take place within that area? Do you want me to answer that? Okay. So Drew Bilby with uh, Planning Development Services, the second part of your statement is correct. Um, basically, once this variance is approved, that building envelope that is now available is available for any building, whether it be a deck, whether it be uh, a structure expansion. Okay, thank you. Um, does uh, anyone else on the board have any questions or discussion? All right. Um, what's your pleasure? Does anyone have a motion?
Don't all talk at once. Can I have a discussion point? I'm sorry, I may have missed that window. No, go ahead, please. Um, my question slash concern is, uh, this is my first meeting, so I'm just trying to get a lay of it, and I understand the staff's recommendation and the things that they've talked about specifically to a deck. It sounds like a lot of the neighbors' um, fears are about an Airbnb, additional structures being put on. From what I understand, you cannot have an Airbnb in that residential neighborhood, or is that outside our purview anyways? Is that something that I shouldn't even be thinking about? Um, do you want me to answer that? Yes, please. Staff. From staff's, okay. I didn't know if that was for staff. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that, that falls under a use classification mm -hmm. and the Board of Zoning Appeals purview is not related to use. So that is handled under other building codes or other land development codes, whether or not it's zoned appropriately, they have to maintain their occupancy limits and the number of unrelated individuals. So, they may not be able to expand or utilize that property for that particular use as it is now. This particular variance is only for the dimensional aspects of the land. And so to clarify, yes, if you are granting the variance, you are expanding that dimensional uh, footprint that something could exist in, whether today it's the deck, the rebuilding of the deck, if in 10 years somebody wanted to take the deck off, make the deck smaller, do a small bump out on the house, that is something that could potentially happen. Mm -hmm. It would not be related to use. They still have to follow all the land development codes related to use, whether or not they have the right number of individuals, whether or not it can be rented out to the number of units that it's rented out. That is not related to the variance request. Okay. Hopefully that clarifies it a little bit. But. It does. Thank you for that. Because I think I emailed you earlier my other question just about could we have conditions on the approval. So just wanted to make sure we hear everyone's perspectives and viewpoints. And because I can, I can sense that they have some concerns about certain things, but I want to make sure we're right in our window of what we're supposed to be deciding on. So thank you for that clarification. Thank you for your question and discussion. Um, any other members of the board have any questions or discussion? Do any board members have a motion? Yes, I'll start a discussion or maybe just be discussion. Going through the staff report, I was originally thinking, you know, they're recommending it, having to approve it. We should probably go ahead and approve it since they're not seeing much wrong with it. But when you get through and you read the, the letters, the concerns from the neighbors, and it seems like they're in full opposition of it showing up. You know, at City Hall and online to kind of state their point and that, you know, they're fine with the deck replacement, obviously, but 
they have concerns what could be allowed with this variance to get granted. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like we can't really condition it that they can only replace the deck with X by Y dimensions, which is I think what would make everybody happy here, but I'm not sure. Travis, do you have any thoughts? You're muted. I think you're muted. Yeah. They seem the neighbors seem pretty concerned about um somebody you know, actually building more square footage onto the structure. You know, one of the things that strikes me is I look at the overheads and the street views. And it looks like it's pretty, um, pretty, there's pretty dense foliage blocking the, the, the street view of the property. Um, so I'm not sure that if somebody put something on there, anybody would even see it or anything. And I don't see how it would, would obstruct traffic or anything, but once again, it's it's more of a use issue. I mean, for the stated purpose that the applicants before us tonight, you know, staff has done the analysis and they believe that you know, the five conditions are met to allow the variance. Um, I'm having a little bit of trouble with, um, concluding that, um, this doesn't potentially, um, adversely affect the neighbors or the public health and welfare um, when we have a situation where there is so much opposition in the area. Um, it seems like the people who live there might know as much as we do or the staff about um, whether or not there is an adverse impact. I understand that people are not opposing a deck. They are concerned about the potential of enclosed square footage. And I think it's a real shortcoming of our um, process that we don't have the option to approve a variance for specific purposes. 
um, but we don't have that authority. So um, we are faced with potential negative impacts down the road or taking a chance that um, it's really not gonna happen. And um, I think that's why people are having difficulty here. But it's our job to decide one way or the other. So um, I'm hoping somebody will make a motion and then we can see um, where the thinking of the board is on which way to go. Uh, I suspect if we had the option of approving a variance for the purposes of a deck, we would probably get a 4-0 vote in favor of that. But um, that's not within our purview. So would anyone like to make a motion? I'm just rereading the letters included in the packet from the neighbors. One person's talking about they think this will encroach on the driveway. I don't think we're proving anything that's going to encroach on the driveway. There's a lot of concern about use of this property for short term rentals, um, which is really beyond our purview. And I'm still looking. Some of these people specifically state in their letters, as Mr. Riley stated, they don't have any opposition to a deck, which once again is the stated purpose of the application before us tonight. I would simply point out that, you know, if this property is being used improperly for, you know, unowner occupied short term rentals, there's regulations code within the city for dealing with that separately than, the, you know, than this body. Um, so I think having looked at the information before me, I would make the motion to approve the variance as um, as recommended by staff. Thank you. Is there a second to the motion? I'll ask again, is there a second to the motion? 
Okay, I think the motion dies for lack of a second. So does somebody have a different motion? I'll make a motion to uh, deny the bears. Is there a second to that motion? Well, um, as the chair, it is not typically my place to um, second motions. Um, but when there are just four of us, um, I don't know. You can. Uh, Crystal, do you wish second or no? Um, not at that motion. I still have some questions and concerns. So I, my apologies. I know there's only four of us. So really, I, I have to make a decision which way I'm going to go. But like I said, my concern is I agree with the variance of doing the deck. That makes all the sense in the world. And if point of order is me not having discussion now, we can let that motion die and then do the discussion. However, we need to set that up. Um, but, but my I guess the way I'm I'm weighing the interests of the neighbors and weighing the interests of having the deck is if they're already using it as an Airbnb, the concern is in the future, if they add more room to it, it can be a bigger Airbnb or, and if that's not our purview, if we're just looking at um, them redoing the deck and adding the setbacks for that to be done. I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm looking at it solely in the right lens. So, that's just a lot of words. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be clear. No, you're, you're doing great. And um, I think the issue is uh, exactly as you stated, the uh, use of the property is not before us. And if the... Um, property is being used um, out of compliance with city codes. Um, there are remedies for that, but they are not in front of this body. Um, what is before this body is whether or not to change the uh, allowable envelope for building to take place. Um, the applicant is stating at this time that they wish to replace the deck, um, but there is the possibility in the future uh, that this owner or a different one could decide to add more enclosed square footage within that envelope. And so if we vote yes, we are voting in favor of what is being proposed now, as well as that possibility. If we vote no, um, we're essentially saying that the deck can't be rebuilt 
nor can any other building take place within that footprint in the future. And Chairperson Shalinsky, I would make a point of clarification that actually the motion before us, Board Member Rankin's motion is to deny the variance, which is to find that it doesn't meet one or more of the five conditions that would allow the variance. That's the motion that's before us. So actually, if you voted in favor of Board Member Rankin's motion, you would be denying the variance. There would be no building, no nothing. So I will go ahead in order to get us off of um, get us off the starting line. I'll go ahead and second Board Member Rankin's motion. So I believe that we can proceed to a vote, unless you can discuss the motion before we take a vote. <laughs> Not railroad you, Crystal. <laughs> no, I I have one more point question. <laughs> and you guys, I'm I'm so sorry to hold this so long. Um, so it sounds like the deck is unsecure and unsafe is what I'm sound what it sounds like from the letters and it's a above ground so there's going to be some code requirements when you have a, a property you have to have some type of deck if you're above certain feet you have to have treads so is there another option to build a deck to make it safe for whoever's living there um, or if we don't do the variance I know we're going eight feet by 32 feet can it can it be smaller within the setbacks are this because there, there's no other way to do it. And I guess that'd be a question for Dan, but. I mean, technically we have two uh, sliding doors that walk out on the deck. Yeah. Um, that are, I don't know, I haven't measured it five or six feet above ground. So that would be unsafe for anybody that's living we there, I guess. To. We have to put steps down or, or something. It's, it's not much different than the deck, but I mean, certainly we can we can work within that if that's that's what's being required. And I would like to add the neighbor had hers approved to replace her deck. Um, she worked and with Natural Breeze. She's in the same setback as I am. And okay. that happened um, several years ago with Natural Breeze remodeling. Um, and hers was totally rebuilt as well. So she had that approved probably, I, I don't know, six, seven years ago when she rebuilt her deck. And it's the exact same size as what was on the existing house. So. And that, that's all we're trying to do here is rebuild it to the exact same size. Okay, thank you. So um, any further discussion? Okay. So I guess I, I do have a quick question. Once the vote is done and you guys either approve or deny it, what do we do to, to make it safe at that point? We just put steps down to gravel and call it good? Is that, I mean, we have to do something. That would so. be a question for staff. And so I would, uh, as a point of order, I'd ask that we call the roll. Okay, staff is I Catherine Week. Herod? So I am right now with board member Rankin's motion, which is to deny the variance. Is that right? That's correct. All right. I will vote nay. I will vote against the motion. Okay. Rankin? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. And Swearingen? Nay. 
Okay, so it's a tie vote because um, tie votes are basically a failure to approve. It's in essence a denial. So it's a two to two vote and that is a denial. Well, it's a two to two vote on the denial. Correct. Yeah, which means we failed to we failed to approve or disapprove something. So Correct. it acts as a denial. Correct. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, and just for Mr. Wilkinson, you'll need to get with um, building permitting and talk to them about the dimensions that are available available to you and what the options are. Um, if you wish to, you know, put steps in or a smaller deck or whatever that might be. All right. Thank you. Okay. We will um, proceed now with item two, consider a request for variance B-22-00308. Um, this is uh, to within a uh, RS7 zone to uh, reduce a front setback from 25 feet to 23 feet uh, for the western part of the lot and from 25 feet to 21 feet uh, for the frontage that is identified as Curve 74. This is at 631 Daylily Drive, submitted by Aaron Urban and Nick Berger on behalf of Aaron Urban and Laura J. Philpot, the property owners. Uh, okay. Staff, can you please um, give your report? Yes, good evening, Catherine Week, staff liaison. Again, this is for the second item on your agenda located at 631 Daylily Drive. Uh, the request is to reduce the front setback. Um, there's two lines of delineation on the setback. There's a straight portion and a curved portion, which is why your request reads um, the way it does. Um, it encroaches slightly on the curved portion a little more. So the reduction on the straight portion is from 25 feet to 23 feet. And then the request on the curve would be 25 to 21 feet. Um, so staff is gonna go through briefly the five criteria for review. Um, the first relates to whether or not the request arises from such conditions on the property that are unique and not ordinarily found in the same zone or district, and they are not created by um, actions of the property owner or applicant. The subject property was originally platted in 2004 um, as lot 26, block one, Stokegate four edition. The subject parcel was zoned RS2, which is a single family residence zoning. And that district um, at the time of platting had the same 25 foot setback. Um, today's code, it, the RS2 has converted to RS7. However, the setbacks have remained the same. Uh, so the code standard for the front setback is still 25 feet. 
Uh, the intended use and buildable area of the property has remained the same from the time of platting to the time of construction, which is a single family zoning district uh, intended for detached dwellings. The existing residence was built in 2017 per the Douglas County Register of Deeds records. Um, and at that time, again, as I mentioned, the setbacks for the property were 25 feet on the front setback. Setbacks equally apply to all lots in the district at the time of construction. And this lot, although it may be shaped slightly differently, is not unique to other lots in similar districts that are on cul-de-sacs or edges of cul-de-sacs. Um, new construction is meant to conform to the parameters of setbacks and be designed accordingly. Things like site context, slope, shape, orientation, all of that takes place during the design phase for new construction. Uh, at the time of construction in 2017, the house was constructed to the furthest most uh, front of the property at the building setback line. Um, and those design options for the current characteristics on the house were made at the time in 2017. So staff's of the opinion that the first criteria is not met because the conditions on the property are not unique um, and are not ordinarily not found in other similar zoning districts. The second criteria that the grounding of the variance will not adversely affect the rights of adjacent property owners. In staff's opinion, that requested variance would not adversely affect the rights of adjacent property owners um, for safety or hazard impacts. But staff does feel, however, that granting this particular property the right to expand their building envelope is a benefit that is not granted to other properties at the time of construction. Uh, so staff does feel that could be considered an adverse effect for adjacent property owners. So staff did not feel that criteria two was met. Uh, criteria three deals with uh, the specific definition of unnecessary hardship and whether or not uh, the context rises to the level of unnecessary hardship and warrants the granting of a variance. In staff's opinion, strict adherence to the code required building setbacks does not constitute unnecessary hardship. And although lot shapes differ um, from others on even the same block face or in the same neighborhood, uh, that does not prohibit design and construction to meet the parameters of building setback regulations at the time uh, the property is built. The setbacks and the zoning have not changed um, from the time, uh, the setback from the time of platting or construction. So staff does not feel that this rises to the level of a necessary hardship. The land development code does also permit things like overhangs in architectural details, um, and they are permitted to encroach up to two feet into the setbacks. There might be options um, to currently address uh, the shade situation that the applicant is referencing. Um, and certainly those things could have been addressed at the time of construction uh, when that property was constructed or when that structure was built. So staff does not feel that criteria three was met um, for unnecessary hardship. Criteria four, whether or not um, this adversely affects public health, safety, morals, order, convenience, prosperity, or general welfare, Staff's opinion, this requested variance does not impact or have adverse impact um, or effects on any of the above mentioned. Uh, this request is limited to this particular parcel and does not really have spillover effects. 
So staff does feel that criteria four um, is not an issue as far as meeting the variance request. Criteria five, that granting the variance desired would not be opposed to the general spirit and intent of this chapter. Um, staff's opinion, granting the setbacks would be opposed to the general spirit and intent of the Land Development Code and granting the requested variance is not consistent with previous findings of the board and also not consistent with the general nature and spirit of the Land Development Code. Again, that current residence is a newer residence who was built five years ago. Um, the setbacks and zoning were known at the time of construction um, and any design preferences or um, features of that structure could have been addressed at that time. So staff does not feel that it meets criteria five. And so in conclusion, staff um, is recommending denial of the front setback variance uh, based on the findings in the staff report. And I would be happy to stand for any questions uh, or clarifications if you should have them. Okay, do any board members have any questions for planning staff? If so, please unmute yourself and ask away. All right, there being apparently no questions at this time, um, I would like to see whether the uh, applicant would like to speak. Yeah, can you hear me? All right, Aaron Urban, sounds like got an uphill battle here, but uh, hope not take too much of your time. So I'm not a designer, so I will say I didn't even think about it when we built the house, which way it's facing. Um, so we get a lot of the north sun just kind of burning through that door. Uh, you touch it, you can burn your hand. As I have two little kids, but you know, you kind of notice it more as I got older and had the kids. But so we're simply wanting to just come out kind of where the if you have the site plan, just where the sidewalk is to the door, just going straight across, which some of it would encroach on there. Um, my builder Nick Berger is here, and he might be able to better explain some of it than I can. Yeah, hi everyone, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Great, okay. So so this lot, we were trying to utilize as much building, uh, building capacity as possible uh, to give him the house that he needed. And the lot, if you look at it on a topographic map, it really steeps off very, very sharply to the north. So what we did was we kept it as far to the south as possible to give the uh, to, to give Aaron and his family as close enough usable space as possible. So we did everything we could to do that. Uh, so he went ahead and built a nice size deck on the back, put a patio cover on it to help. Uh, but the the practical building envelope here on this particular lot uh, is very difficult. Uh, in fact, the neighbors are, are dealing with a very similar issue. And what we're proposing to do is to come forward, which would be to the south on this lot, about an additional four feet, uh, uh, basically of concrete space and a covered porch, uh, which would consist of three posts that would be of like building materials with the existing house. Uh, and, and Aaron and his family have gone through the um, 
the process of getting with the neighbors and there has been uh, no issues and no negative feedback on it. In fact, most of them said, go ahead and just do what you can. And, and I'd, I'd be happy to hear if anybody had any problem with it. But we're, we're trying to utilize as much space on the front as we can. The house, um, it was a very difficult lot to build on. So we went vertical, did a second floor, and now trying to give it usable space for outdoor activities. Uh, the back, if you were to, again, look at a topographic map, really just falls off. It's great for sledding, but it's not really great for little ones to have out there or even enjoy. Uh, difficult to mow, difficult to maintain. So what he's wanting to do is come out to the front and extend his sidewalk over to the east and put some more, uh, some more cover on the existing soffit, the eyebrow that runs horizontal across the front of the house. And it would come out nine feet total uh, of more building space. And again, open, not like a fence or a deck. Uh, it would be concrete space. So everybody from the road, and I even drove by it again today, and there wouldn't be anything visually in the way uh, up to the front door. But he really does have a unique position here with, with sunlight encroaching on the front door. Uh, it, it's convecting on the between the glass of the, of the storm door to the, the, the door, it's delaminated several times. So not only that, we can, we can contend with that. We're just trying to give it some more usable space on the front and uh, looking for permission to come forward a little bit. Uh, do any of the board members have questions for Mr. Berger. I have a question. Um, I'm just trying to get as much situational awareness as I can. So you're telling us that the house is sitting there on the south side of a hill that slopes downward as it goes north. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. That's and, at the very apex of the, of the hill at that point. Yeah. And so you had to slide the house south on the lot correct to, to be able to, to avoid that hill right so, yeah okay um is this um is this a slab house does it have a basement or anything no it, it's a slab house okay. uh so we really had to pull it forward in order to get as much buildable space as possible to meet the requirements of the neighborhood for minimum space uh, uh square footage so that's why we ended up going vertical to give it more livable square footage as much as possible, because that that lot, it was it was a it was a treat to to build as close to that setback. In fact, if you look at the curve table, it's right at that corner on that southeast corner. So we have some buildable space right now. We have 25, 28 foot from the setback line to the garage, and two more foot to the house. And the current setback right now is twenty five feet. So. Ultimately, what's going to happen is we're going to have we're going to come out nine feet from the front door. So that's why the setback request would be to 21 foot for the patio and then the posts that would support an awning over the front door and that front dining room window. Okay. So again, not not even a uh, uh, an enclosure of sorts, more of a covering. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, any other board members have questions? Okay, I have one. Um, 
as I always do, um, I went and looked at the site and, um, you know, the streets are certainly not the standard grid that we're used to in the old part of town where I live. Um, and I had to snake around to um, take a look from the bottom of the hill and um, wow, that is quite some hill. It worked out. I could see why um, it would be a challenge to build on that site. Um, so my question is, um, is this proposed, um, I'll call it covered patio or covered porch, um, it, uh, gonna run the entire length of the front of the house from the front door to the east, or is it just some part of that? Uh, yeah, I think aesthetically that'd be the best way. I, I think if you cut off some in the middle, it might look a little awkward there for, you know, value of the house. Okay. Um, and just to piggyback on that, it would start at the garage and go east. It wouldn't be the entire front. It's it's just from the garage to the east. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get a sense of it because this variance proposal is really in two parts. There's the... Um, straight part of the street and then there's the little it's called a curve it's sort of like a cul-de-sac but it's really not a cul-de-sac because the street um sort of does a 90 degree bend there it's um almost like a cul-de-sac with a dog leg off to the side of it um so it would encroach in both areas as you are proposing it. You're correct, yeah, and, and you're right. I'm, I'm glad you were able to go out today because it, it is a very unique lot, um, even with the surrounding neighborhood. That particular lot has a double frontage. So it has the frontage on the front and then down at the bottom, there's another road. So as you can see, if you're looking at the site plan, we really hit that right on the head with the building envelope right on that curve table uh, in order to give it the maximum amount of square footage and also work with the lot. So yeah, it, it's, uh, as you can tell, we were working with something that was kind of difficult and now we're, we're dealing with something that five years down the road, didn't anticipate seeing. Um, I'm just trying to look at the stated reason for this request, which is that the um, door gets really hot. And um, yeah, three doors in 
six years is uh, a lot of heat. Um, but I'm not convinced that the 21 feet near the curve really necessarily just addresses that particular issue as much as the 23 feet um, for the western um, whatever it is um, the western 53.24 feet so I'm wondering if you could address that I guess I'm, I'm a little confused on Mr. Shlinsky, your, uh, your question. Are you referring to the, where it would begin at the garage and then going east? I'm, I'm just looking at the application. I see. The application is suggesting that a setback of 23 feet 25 to 23 is being requested for part of the um, lot and then from uh, 25 to 21 for the uh, curve on um, the adjacent street. Okay, so I think I can I can provide a little assistance there. So it's 25 foot setback from the front to the house and also from the curve table to the house. And if you look at the setback, we are right on that. So we actually have some buildable space on the front of the house, the way it is right now, until you encroach on the curve table. So the front door, we have two foot to the garage and then three more feet until we actually hit. Um, so the two plus three, that gets us to the buildable setback line. That's why we go from the 25 to 20, 23, because we're trying to bring that out total of seven foot there. That's why when you get over to the curve table, we'd actually be encroaching more into the curve table only because of where it's oriented on the lot. It, it it's sort of, it's difficult to envision. And I, I wish that our, our second, uh, site plan would show that potential line that would that would go through the current curve table. We don't have that. Okay. Chairperson Schlinski, could I inquire a little bit? Absolutely. So I'm just I'm trying to gain awareness. You're gonna like my first question. You're not gonna like my second question. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> so the first question I think you've told me told us, sorry, that basically that that covering you want is going to come out to where the existing where I can see the existing sidewalk poking off to the what the east of the driveway right correct yep right. that's right so and I think what chairperson Shalinsky was kind of getting at so and you want to go over what do you want to go over to the corner the the east corner of the house with it is that what you're trying that's, to do that's correct yeah that's the goal yeah right. right and so as you keep pushing east you start pushing into that setback that the curve that's correct. Because there's a curve there. Yep, you're right. Okay, okay. So, okay, so here's a second question. And I don't know if it means anything to anybody but me, but I'm just w wondering. So at the time of construction, 
let's imagine you had another $200,000 to work with. Could you push this property 20 feet back on the lot and just dug into the backside of that hill and made it a walkout? Would, would that have been permissible where this house is built if you had had the, the desire to do it? That's a really good question. Uh, a, a difficult hypo to answer. Uh, but I, I would honestly say no because of the amount of rock that we're, that it's sitting on right now. Uh, it is possible once you, once you dig past that, that, that rock underneath that we could have done that. Uh, but when, when talking to the builders on either side, they hit a lot of rock. Uh, so even when we were digging footings, we were hitting a bunch of rock ourselves. So anything so possible what you're saying, for So I think what money. you're saying then is with a reasonable amount of money and effort, you, it would have been prohibitively intensive and expensive to go dig out what the north face of that hill so to make this make this a walkout right? yeah no that that's a really good question in fact we're well, working with some engineers on one that's about four lots down right now there there's the last lot on that road uh we have a uh, an engineer that's working on a uh a site plan for us and some of his recommendations are are, are pretty stringent in that he almost recommends that we not build on it uh, and because it was the last lot over there and because of its steepness and because of the amount of fill that's on it. So I, I'm still reading through his verbiage and what he's saying uh, because the, the homeowners really want to build on it. So we're happy to oblige, but we still need to be careful. Uh, but this particular one, it really is pushed as far to the, the front, to the south as possible. Uh, if we were to go back to the south, knowing what I know now, I'm really glad that we stayed with what we did because of what we're finding down the road. Uh, I framed a couple of the other houses down the road for other builders, and I found that they had very similar issues with uh, footings and uh, working with very unsettled uh, soil in the neighborhood. So by doing what we did and staying on top of the rock, we, we, we kept Mother Nature's footing and kept it in place and went on top rather than take it out. Do you do a lot of, uh, I think you've just told us that you're looking at developing a house. It looks like four lots to the to the west. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And then you've also framed out a couple other houses in the area for some other builders. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Do you feel, do you feel you're familiar with this particular area as far as building homes? Um, pretty familiar, at least on this side of the road. Okay. Uh, back to the so other side. Question, I then, hold up. <laughs> okay. Question. <laughs> is it sounds like there's some unique qualities to the lots and the houses on these lots due to the conditions of the land. Is that right? That's very true, yes. Things that you wouldn't typically have to deal with, you know, if you were building, you know, the same house somewhere else. That's correct. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for the question. Um, all right. Do we have any other questions from board members? Okay. Um, 
Would anybody like to make a motion to close the public hearing? Can I just say something real quick? Oh, I should, I guess I should <laughs> ask if there's anyone else that wants to speak. You're fine. Go I just ahead. want to state um, it is a great neighborhood. I know pretty much all neighbors on both sides and around the block because I got a lot of funny texts and calls when they got the letter, um, but nobody opposed and they all kind of understood what we were going for and knew that know that we're not going to make an eyesore of anything. We only want to enhance the property and protect it, you know, from the sun there. So just wanted to add that in there. All right. Thank you. Any questions for Mr. Urban? All right. Um, staff, is there anyone else uh, that you're aware of who would like to speak to this so that was the applicant's time but there is no one in the city uh, commission room to speak on this item and is there anyone on zoom if so please unmute yourself i don't believe there's anyone on the zoom call either okay so um is there a motion to close the public hearing? I'll motion to close the public hearing. Is there a second? Second. Okay, moved by Rankin, seconded by Swearingen. Staff, please call the roll. Yeah, staff liaison, Catherine Week. Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinski? Aye. Swearingen? Aye. And the motion carries. Very good. All right. Uh, we will uh, bring this back to the board then for discussion and or motions. Appreciate all your time. <laughs> board Would, members? This is Staff is on Catherine Week. Would the board entertain any additional input from staff on this particular item? Um, sure. I think, why don't we get there? We'll get there. Let's okay. have some discussion we'll first. Okay. Let's, let's give, let's give staff some raw meat to chew on because Catherine's already got something on her mind, but I'll state this. So how many times yeah, well, let me, let me say the good news. In two years, I'll be gone and Catherine won't have to wrestle with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is here I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't kill us, makes us stronger. So here's the thing is I'm looking at number one. And it's been very cleverly written by, by a very competent, you know, member of our planning staff. But I, I look at some of the language here at the bottom of number of condition number one, and there's lots of catch-all language that, hey, this should have been considered at the time of construction. And, you know, you're building on a slope, you're building on a rock. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I'm not sure that the code expressly says that. I mean, the code isn't really that laser focused, you know, and so we're dealing with 
a house that's sitting on a hillside that's apparently a bunch of unstable rock. And so it presented some issues. Um, you know, I was kind of looking to see if, you know, if they'd, maybe this, maybe this property should have just been dug into the side of the hill and been a rock and, and been a walkout. But the builders here are telling us, no, the engineer says that's not a good idea. Better to sit up on top of the rock and not disturb the rock. So I think we're starting to get into some uniqueness there because, you know, a walkout would have been, I think, a, a good, a good fit for this property. But then again, it's not a good fit for this property. And so they had to build up on top of it. When you look at this house from an overhead, it's clearly smaller than its peers. Um, and that smallness is an indicator of the uniqueness of this lot. I mean, it is clearly smaller than, than its neighboring peers. So this catch-all language at the bottom of condition one, I, I don't think... I don't think it's used properly. I think when we start talking about this lot and what they were forced to deal with on this lot, um, with a reasonable expenditure of money and resources, I think that we do find uniqueness here. That is not something that, you know, was caused by um, the owner. So there, I've thrown that out and now I'll be quiet for a little while. Okay. Uh, anyone else have comments or questions? All right, Catherine, I will give you the opportunity to respond. Um, so just so you know, I don't mind if the staff report is nitpicked, so that, that's fine. But I will state that staff does not feel this, um, meets the criteria, not just because of the general language in criteria one, but the applicant himself has stated that there are, is buildable area to address the issue that is that is noted in the application. They've stated that there's an additional five feet of buildable area at the door area near the garage that they could um, build out to there is also that exception in the code that require that allows for overhangs and architectural features to extend a further two feet into the setback. So in essence, there's seven feet there that is available to them to provide shelter or shade for that front door. It does not necessarily need to extend to the east to encroach upon the setback further than it does. And just to note the lot characteristics, yes, you know, whether or not it was feasible to do a walkout or other design alternatives at the time, there is still area available on the side yard. There's quite a distance from the side lot line that could have been addressed at the time um, to add additional square footage. And the entryway could have been recessed. So there were options and there are still options today. And what the variance is designed to do is address instances where the owner's property rights are being infringed upon by the code as it is written. And staff does not feel that in this case, it met those criteria for uh, the variance to be granted. So hopefully that kind of answered some of the uh, questions about where staff landed on those criteria points, but 
Uh, I just wanted to clarify that there is option, there are options currently available today, as even stated by the applicant this evening um, in this meeting. So. Thank you. Um, any further board discussion? This is, a, this is a tough one. I'm just going to say, I think that Catherine's, um, I think her, her, her advice to us is well taken. I do think there's uniqueness here, but then I get to condition three, you know, and as Catherine pointed be there might be an off-ramp here for the applicant as far as a way to get some shade and some relief um that doesn't that doesn't you know um that he wouldn't need the variance for and if i can't find number three then i wouldn't be able to find number five so stick to my guns on condition one and then you know staff agrees condition two isn't in play um condition four isn't in play, but three and five still are. Um, if somebody can find ways around three and five, you might find willing ears right here. <laughs> but if you can't, then we might have a problem. Um, well, I think, uh, I think your analysis is pretty good on that. Um, I definitely feel like, um, condition one has been demonstrated sufficiently um, the uh, the topography here is really really extreme I mean I saw it and um, there weren't a whole lot of options for going any further to the north or building a bigger footprint um, they really did need to go to the south. Um, but there is still some space within the um, current building envelope to um, extend some kind of shelter over the doorway uh, in compliance with the code. 
So is there really a hardship? Um, I guess I'll kind of piggyback on the theory um, it feels like we want to we want to see a way to give this, but there's there's a way to um, meet the reason for applying those variants. But yeah, all five conditions are not that. I mean, I'll just say that um, rightly or wrongly, I guess I have a lot more sympathy for um, two feet into the straight line than I have for um, four feet into the curve because that really is getting well past the door. And um, the door is really, you know, preventing some, and I'm not minimizing the fact that um, heat comes in the windows as well, but um, there are ways of dealing with that. Um, it's not, it's not, um, not the same concern as the doorway is. Any more discussion or would anyone like to make a motion? Crystal, do you feel like you want to make a motion? Uh, no, but I don't. I don't have any discussion either, so I won't have you guys start motions and then have a lot of questions. I'm kind of the same opinion to, of you guys. I don't think it's a unnecessary hardship, which I think is one of our five criterias. And I think I know this neighborhood very well. I, I sell real estate in Lawrence. I I know these slopes and these hills and. It'd be nice if they could come out a little bit and maybe edge it back in. I don't know. I'm not, I don't build houses. So Nick would be a way better expert than me. But yeah, I appreciate your analysis because it's helping me learn a lot. And but I'm going to hold off on making a motion this meeting to life. <laughs> but All right. I'm, excited. I'm excited to see the first one because I'll know that you're passionate about it when you do. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to make the motion. So. Barry or Adam, you're going to do it. All right, nobody else is going to do it. I'll make a motion. Uh, I'll motion for uh, the board to deny the variance as it does not meet all five criteria. I will second that motion. Okay. We have a motion and a second. Um, do we have 
any further discussion on the motion? Okay, hearing none, I will request that staff call the roll. Yep, staff liaison, Catherine Week. Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinsky? A reluctant aye. Swearingen? Aye. And the motion does carry. Okay. Um, thank you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the consideration. Spend your time, yeah. Not trying to do anything um, wrong. <laughs> um, best of luck to you in figuring it out. Um, okay. Um, Item number three is um, deferred. Do we have any miscellaneous business to come before the board? Catherine Weeks, Stephanie is in. We do not have any miscellaneous items or business to come before the board. Currently, as we sit right now, uh, we don't have any applications in for next month. But we are still going to meet, even if we don't have um, items, we'll meet briefly. We will have uh, two additional new members um, next month as well. So we will have a full board again. Um, and our application deadline is actually tomorrow by 3 p.m. So there could still be an application that may trickle in tomorrow. But that's, that's where we sit currently. Okay. Um, do we have a motion to adjourn the meeting? So move. I was going to make that motion, Travis. Oh, <laughs> so. no, I withdraw my motion. I saw it. I take it back. I'll second it. <laughs> okay, the motion was withdrawn. So, Crystal, I'm going to take that as a motion to adjourn the meeting, and we are looking for a second. <laughs> All right. Seconded by Rankin. Staff, please call the roll. Yeah. Herod? Aye. Rankin? Aye. Shalinsky? Aye. Swearingen? Aye. And thank you all. Thank you. Have a good thank evening. you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>